0: TCM Podcast, all about Chinese medicine. Welcome to a new episode at TCM Podcast. Today we are going to talk about the art of capping therapy. I will mention the history and the contemporary use of capping therapy indications and contraindications and let's start the cupping therapy has been used in China for thousands of years in its primitive form using cattle horn primarily to withdraw pus and blood in the treatment of boils cupping was then used as an auxiliary method in traditional Chinese surgery and in time developed into a special therapy method the earliest records of scupping in ancient China was found Written in ancient books, so-called Ho-shu, on silk, the texts were buried 186 BC in 186 B. C. in Mawang Duetum. Through several thousand years of accumulated clinical experience, the clinical applications of cupping have become increasingly wide. During the Qin Dynasty, which was from about 17th to 20th century, the original nature of cup has been replaced by bamboo, ceramic glass cups, because capping is traditionally used in China, the technique has been inherited by the modern Chinese TCM doctors. The ancient Egyptians were the first to use capping in therapy systematically. Eberus Papyrus, the oldest medical textbook, 1550 BC, describes bleeding by capping in order to remove the foreign matter from the body. Hypocrates and Galen were also great advocates of capping. In early days, the technique was used solely for bleeding purposes. In the book of Galen, which was about 200 AD, on bloodletting, disease and health are defined in terms of nature, such as desire. Actual disease is an unnatural state of the body, states Galen, which impairs the function. Health is a state in accordance with nature and the cause of the functions. Here we can see the similarities to the cause of diseases and the theory of traditional Chinese medicine. Disease occurs as a result of imbalance between the yin and the yang. Galen states that the nature does its best to restore unnatural states to their healthy condition. The function of the physician is to cooperate with her, I mean with the nature. The principal indications for bloodletting then is to eliminate such residues or to divert blood from one part to another by the process known as revulsion or derivation. For thousands of years, all medical authors have distinguished two forms of capping: dry and wet. In dry capping, no blood is actually removed from the body, a cup is drained of air and applied to the skin, causing the skin to swell. In wet cupping, the process begins with dry cupping and is followed by several incisions being made in the skin in order to collect blood. Among the Egyptians, who introduced bloodletting to Greece, cupping was the usual remedy for almost every disorder, and they no doubt had received it from the more ancient nations of the East, from whom they had derived their own knowledge. In many cases, Topical abstraction of blood alone is indicated and this can only be affected by using leeches or cupping. Leeches have been found so uncertain in their application that various means have been prescribed to make them more effective. What are the early cupping tools? Well, many authors believe that cupping was first used in the ancient practice of sucking blood from poisoned wounds. In any case, the earliest capping instruments were hollowed horns or, or guards with a small hole at the top through which the caprock could suck out the blood from a scarification previously made by a knife. The Arabs called these small vessels pumpkins to indicate that they were frequently applied to a part of the body in which the organs contained air, or that they were vessels that had to be evacuated before they could be applied. From the Egyptians, this ancient art was transferred to the Greeks by Kyrips, who emigrated with his companions from Egypt, established a colony in Greece. From uh, hypocrites who died 361 BC, the art passed through the hands of succeeding doctors who valued capping. During the 5th century, the interruption of the gods, vandals and other barbarians described time when medicine sunk in the general wreck. Fortunately, during the 9th century, after the Saracens had expelled the Goths, Arabians cultivated medicine for future 400 years. Arabian physicians began to extend itself into Italy. For Spaniards, they established medical correspondence with Italian physicians, and the Greeks were emigrating to Italy in the 15th century. At the time being, Italy became the favorite field of medical science. European and American doctors and surgeons were employing capping therapy to treat a variety of conditions up to the late 1860s. They mostly used the wet type, which is the bleeding method, which almost always involves some kind of scarification and bloodletting. However, after 1860, interest in invention of new scarificators declined as wet capping decreased in popularity and medical attention shifted. The therapeutic use of dry capping. The dry technique offered even greater opportunities for inventors. For dry capping, basically, as it is traditionally practitioners believed, it is it acts as a revulsive or derivant. By the 19th century, these once hotly debated terms had become almost interchangeable in discussions of capping. In either case, the source of pain was presumed to be somewhere below the skin and the pain was relieved by moving blood away from the affected part up to the surface of the body. According to traditional theory, this was a means of relieving an affected part by deliberately setting up a secondary inflammation or running sore in another area of the body. Counter irritations were traditionally produced in a number of ways, among them blisters, koshery, moxivation and dry capping. Dry capping stimulated much of the debate on the subject of disease in the 19th century, as well as many physiological experiments. Although physicians generally agreed that the dry capping had a curative value if employed properly, they disagreed widely on when to employ this remedy and on the manner in which it was best applied. Mothers. Breast cup problems in the 19th century were treated by physicians with either large doses of tartar emetic, a strong purgative, or cupping. At first, breast cupping consisted of special-designed cupping with profilarated hole for nipple. Most breast pumps were exhausted by mechanical means. In the 1920s, some breast pumps were attached to electric motors. Breast pumps have continued to be employed up to the present day, from 1834 to 1975, more than 60 breast pumps were patented, the majority in the period from 1860 to 1920. What about the capping in the Middle East? I mean, about the wet Hijama, as it is known in the Arabic world, which also translates to restore to basic size or to diminish in volume, which is the bloodletting capping has been quite extensively practiced by the Arab nations throughout history. The Prophet Muhammad is reported to have been a fervent user and advocate of cupping therapy. It was reported that the Prophet said that cupping is useful against the heat of the liver and spleen and various blood-related tumors in these two organs. And it's also useful, useful for tumors of the lungs, arterial pulsation, pleurisy and all blood-related diseases weighing in the lower part of the knee to the hip. Further, puncturing of the medium vein helps against the various swellings that appear throughout the entire body, especially when the swelling is blood-related and contains spoiled blood in general. In addition, puncturing of the arms weighing helps against the ailments in the head and neck that result from excessive amounts of blood or from septic blood. Puncturing of the jugular vein helps against the ailments of the splint, asthma, thoracic cavity and forehead pain. Cupping the upper section of the back helps against the aches of the shoulder and the throat. Further, cupping the two jugular veins help against the ailments of the head, face, teeth, ears, eyes, nose and throat. If these ailments were caused by excessive presence of blood, soil blood or both. The Messenger of Allah used to apply cupping on the two jugular wings and the upper part of the back. Although cupping therapy was regarded as very effective, it was also considered quite dangerous in unskilled hands. And it started a decline of cupping. Cupping died out in America and Europe in the early 20th century, but its disappearance was gradual and scarcely noticed. Some of the most complex cupping devices were invented in a period when most physicians regarded cupping as ineffectual. One of America's last advocates of bloodletting, Heinrich Stern, writing wrote in 1915, also recommended the use of an electric suction pump to evacuate blood. He declared that the ecchymosis, which means red cupping marks on the skin, could be prolonged with the use of an electric motor for 15, 30 or more minutes. In addition to some sophisticated devices, simple cupping, special dry cupping, continued well into the early 1940s. Although cupping was no longer generally recommended by physicians, most surgical companies advertised cups, scarificators and cupping sets in the 1920s and even as late as the 1930s. The last bastions of cupping in the United States were the immigrant sections of large cities. In the Lower East Side of New York, in particular, cupping was still flourishing in the 1930s. By then, it was no longer performed by a physician but had been relegated to a barber's task. Often, an advertisement reading would be cups for coals, could be seen in a barber's shop window. They mentioned various medical diagnostic methods. New medical drugs, such as antibiotics and fever-reducing drugs, has also contributed to the decline of capping therapy. new chapter for capping therapy began in 2006. Oscar winning actress Gwyneth Paltrow decided to reveal her newly acquired capping therapy marks at the film festival in New York by wearing a low-cut dress, which showed uh, circular marks across her back and shoulders. Media across the globe gave extensive coverage to Captain therapy and speculated widely about why she was having this treatment. It seems these acts stimulated healthy public debate in natural health and complementary medicine circles. Similar reactions to caffeine therapy turned decorated American swimmer Michael Phelps at First Page News after winning gold at the 2016 Rio Olympic Games in Brazil. Everyone, everyone whispered about the purple dots on his body. Many public figures to date expose themselves with red, black or purple dots on their bodies. Most of them are top-notch athletes, such as world heavyweight boxing champion Andon Joshua. Joshua took to Instagram to share a picture of himself undergoing captain in preparation for Vladimir mega megafight. Today, more people seek complementary and alternative therapies to deal with their health problems. Public awareness and education have also, have also changed, from seeing these as fake or unreliable remedies to more respectable alternative treatments. Alternatively, complementary and integrity medicine education developed for three, four or five years official and university degrees. optional studies in China. Many alternative therapy organizations have set up self-regulatory bodies ensuring high educational standards and at the same time seeking better understanding and recognition by the health system and the general public. It is well documented that capping therapy thought and used properly on its own or alongside various therapies can positively influence and speed up the body's natural healing process. Nowadays, glass caps are mostly commonly used in TCM hospitals in China. Glass caps have great tradition of usage. Glass was invented around 2500 BC by the Egyptians. Before glass caps were introduced, earthenware and china were used for several thousand years. So what are the modern capping equipment and methods? Well, most of the cupping equipment and methods used today are exactly the same as they were in ancient times. There are just a few differences related to use of electronic, electrical or mechanized suction pumps. Interestingly enough, the majority of people practicing cupping today still use bamboo or glass cups. The small and versatile, manually operated valve pistol handle Capping set is the most popular version among practitioners outside China. In most TCM hospitals in PR China, acupuncture departments have an electromagnetic cupping machine. Electromagnetic stimulation increases the therapy effectiveness of cupping, especially when applied to joints, including the knees and the elbows. For many Chinese home cupping users, it is preferable to use cupping set made of rubber. Washa or scrapping is a medical treatment very similar to capping. It means to scrape or scratch. Washa is used where pain, heat, and stagnation are present. The treatment itself is very simple and pain free in practiced hands. However, in untrained hands, it can be rather uncomfortable and sometimes painful, especially when used in the bony parts of the body and on rather thinly built patients. Gua is extremely effective in releasing the stagnation and restoring the flow of blood and Qi to the area. What are the benefits of cupping therapy? By TCM theory, cupping regulates the flow of Qi and blood. It helps to draw out and eliminate pathogenic factors such as wind, cold, damp and heat. Cupping also moves Qi and blood and opens the pores of the skin thus precipitating the removal of pathogens through the skin itself. From the very start of its application, one can observe the blood moving in the direction of the cup. Whereas the patient's energy is deficient, this movement will be slow. If the energy is abundant, it will be much quicker. One can actually observe this process if glass caps are used. Objective of the capping treatment is to remove external pathogens from the body and restore the circulation of the qi, blood, and the fluids, thus bringing health to the sick. The effect of this therapy can be classified into two categories. The general will be purification of blood, improvement of circulatory functions of blood and lymph, regulation of autonomic nervous system, etc. The local will be the removal of pain, relaxation of stiff muscles, etc. Among the general effects, the most important is the effect upon the circulatory system. Owing to the pool of low pressure, the flow of blood in the arteries and veins increases, although in the case of the later localized spots of congested blood appear and then disappear. It is possible to ease the interruption of blood circulation and congestion, and to stop the inflammatory extravasation from tissues. Therefore, facilitation of the flow of blood is the most important characteristic of this therapy. It is very beneficial for hardened arteries, stiff shoulders, and so on. What to expect during and after cupping therapy? Well, by traditional Chinese medicine theory, the primary object of cupping therapy is to move blood and qi remove cold pathogens as well as heat pathogens and eliminate stagnation of any kind from the body. Almost without exception, in every case where capping is performed for the first time, there will be slight reddening or ring mark caused by the edge of the cup at the side of the treatment. The extent of the capping mark depends very much on the length of the treatment time and the strength the suction achieved. To reduce the risk of severe marking, it is advisable to start with empty, light or medium strength suction, increasing the strength and duration of subsequent visit to capping cervix practitioner. We should experience a warm, pulling or stretching sensation on the skin, but not pain. If the patient complains of pain at any time during treatment, it is necessary to remove the cups immediately. The skin of some people is very sensitive. And their pain threshold extremely low, especially children and elderly. Normally, the ring of cupping mark will fade away within 10 days. Elderly and very young people are particularly susceptible to severe mark in the blister ring. This is another reason for monitoring the patient during treatment. If the blister is not noticed at an early age and stage, it may result in an unnecessary large open wound during the the cupping days or weeks. Cupping users should refrain from eating rich and busy foods. Light warm meals in winter and salads in the summer are preferred. The fluid intake should also be increased at least 20% during the period, which will help with the metabolism and detoxification process. A warm feeling throughout the body, some perspiration and a sense of relaxation normally follow the treatment due to improved circulation and muscle relaxation. Should you feel cold, shivery, and extremely tired, after treatment, a warm drink and up to 30 minutes of rest are highly recommended before leaving the clinic. Like many other therapies, helping therapy isn't a silver bullet for all diseases. The full benefits of these therapies are usually achieved after between 5 and 10 visits. Sometimes the benefits are noticed immediately short-lived, in particular when dealing with emotional complaints or long-standing musculoskeletal problems. 10 sessions are considered as one course of treatment. Patients under 16 years of age normally require less treatment. Methods of cupping therapy are numerous. It is considered to have about 11 commonly used methods of cupping with different functional purpose or aim to produce such as light cupping, medium, strong of course, moving capping, light moving cupping, needle cupping, moxa cupping, flesh cupping, which is named shangguanfa, bleeding, which is the wet capping, they call it Fa. herbal cupping, yao guanfa, and water capping. About the precautions and contraindications, cupping therapy in general is very safe and has no side effects, There are few exceptions, however, and when these are observed, the implementation is safe and the benefits are generous. Cupping is contraindicated on an empty stomach, particularly during the long fasting periods and in people suspected of hemorrhage of any kind. Do not employ cupping therapy over the eyes, sunburn or burns in general, open wounds or a recent trauma. During pregnancy, avoid cupping to lower and upper abdomen lower back can be cut until the sixth month of pregnancy using light or medium cupping at its own way. so to conclude uh, this was the talk about cupping the art of cupping as i mentioned previously we talked about the history bit, the development of the cupping the indications of precautions of course and uh, usage in contemporary time. I hope you enjoyed in this very episode and I wish you to hear you next time with love and light. TCM Podcast All about Chinese Medicine